Hi there, welcome back to Just TV mini series on the history of Rangers. Once again, we are in the company of David Heard. For those of you that don't know David, or for whatever reason I haven't heard the first three episodes yet, David is a expert on all things Rangers. Uh, you know, absolutely fantastic uh, stories of uh, Rangers throughout the years. We've covered uh, top goal scorers in Rangers history. We've covered uh, League Cup uh, wins and triumphs. We've covered uh, great goalkeepers. Uh, there's probably so much content we need to do, you know, a part two for all these episodes. But uh, tonight, uh, as, uh, sorry, if you haven't heard of David's book, uh, David's got a great book out. David, do you want to tell the listeners about your book? Yeah, well, uh, I brought my first book out in March. It's called uh, 1872 Stories of Rangers Players of Yesteryear. It tells, uh, tells the story of many players from the past that a lot of the, the modern supporters probably haven't heard of simply because they're so long ago. It seems to have been doing quite well amongst the Rangers support that bought it. I can concur with that. They'll say I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, 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 no, actually, you know what? I was going to say I'm ashamed and embarrassed to admit this, but I'm not because, you know, no one knows everything. But, you know, I've learned, I've learned some fantastic things about Rangers and, uh, you know, in the last 100 years, 150 years. So it's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, David, I'll hand it over to you if you want to tell the listeners what we're going to be discussing uh, tonight or today. Yeah, sure, Gordon. Thanks. Um, I thought this time... Um, I'll- I'll tie it in with our most recent triumph, which was the obviously the Scottish Cup final against Hearts. Uh, and it was the first time we'd actually won the Cup for quite a while. It was the first time we'd won the Cup for 13 years, which felt like a lifetime for everybody. Um, yes. I want to go back in history, because uh, quite unbelievably, at one time, Rangers went 25 years without winning the Scottish Cup. It's quite a, f- a famous Scottish Cup hoodoo was hanging over the club for a quarter of a century. I just want to take you. I'm going, I'm going to take you and the listeners through the story of those 25 Scottish Cup seasons. <laughs> it finally ends in triumph. Do you know it's so funny as you say? Like we had had it on it for 13 years, and you're right that you know that did feel like a lifetime. And so I can only imagine what it was like for those those that you know remember this. So take it away, please. Sure. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll start off. I've started off with something really, really, really kind of bad. The, the, the first Ibrox disaster was in 1902. Um, yes, it failed. And um, it, it happened at a uh, uh, Scotland-England International, uh, and Rangers had just won their fourth successive league championship. Uh, but the, the club was, was absolutely devastated with this, this tragedy, um, and they threw themselves into fundraising for, for victims and their families and for rebuilding the stadium. And that involved selling players, involved playing in loads and loads of benefit matches. And in effect, it completely changed Rangers history for the next, for the next few years. Uh, and the story starts, this story starts and just after that disaster, the season 1902-03. Um, Rangers started that season as league champions, four-time league champions. But the season started really badly, unsurprisingly, considering all the things that were going on at the club. Uh, and they were out of the league race really early. They lost something like three of the first four games. They were never in contention. And from early on in that season, it became really important for everybody at the club to win the Scottish Cup. They hadn't actually won the Scottish Cup in any of those four seasons they'd won the league. Yeah. Um, and it was it was regarded as, as, as the blue ribbon of, of Scottish football at the time. It was it was, it was the, the, the trophy that had the, the greatest prestige still associated at that time. That, sorry, the, sorry, uh, sorry. So, yeah. so is that is that including the league, or was it absolutely, the yeah? absolutely? If you look, well, if you just talk about attendances, um, don't forget that the league was still only 
12 years old at the time the Scottish oh, Cup yeah, been, I guess, yeah. been going 20 years longer than that more or less um, right, if you look at the attendances back then Cup, Scottish Cup games got the biggest attendances um, they, so, they were the ones yeah. that attracted no, the biggest crowd no I'm just I, I'm obviously you know that's kind of you know, modern day bias so uh, there's been yeah. a lot of people that are probably thinking to, to themselves well you know right now we, we obviously see the league is a, a bit and butter but I guess you know, it's not as if back then you had, you know, financial things like the Champions League to think about. So, yeah, it makes sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, there, there was there was still a, a generation of supporters that, that really only had the Scottish Cup. So, for for quite a bit of the early time in Scottish football, there was there was the Scottish Cup in minor competitions, and that was it. Um, if you weren't in Glasgow, that's if you, you had the Charity Cup in Glasgow and things like that, but um, for other teams. Anyway, anyway, I, I digress slightly. So, okay. in, in season... 1903, Rangers quite all undecided their priority that season was absolutely the Scottish Cup, which they wanted to pay tribute to, to those that had died in the disaster. Um, they drew Celtic in the quarter-final at Parkhead, which was seen by many as the final before the final. Uh, they, went, they went to Parkhead. Celtic were, were a pretty good team at the time, and Rangers were three up, at half, three up after half an hour and one 3-0. Um, they then got to the final where they played Hearts, that's what ties in with what we were just talking about when we were yeah. the cup final. Um, they drew one each. Then they drew nothing each. There was no extra time and penalties in those days. They went into a second replay. Um, a couple of the regular players were injured in the in the second match, especially mm-hmm. Neely Gibson, who was the, the star halfback of the team. A chap called Alec Mackey came into the team who hadn't played for four months. And typical fairy tale stuff. He, he scored the first goal in the, in the, in the third match. Uh, Rangers then went down to 10 men quite early on. Uh, a left back, the great Jock Drummond, carried off injured. He couldn't continue. No substitutes back then, so they had to reorganise themselves and play with 10 men for the rest of the game. Basically, a defensive performance, and then 20 minutes to go, 25 minutes to go, uh, the great RC Hamilton broke away and thumped one into the net for 20 yards, and Rangers won 2 0. RC Hamilton is somebody we've covered in the first episode. He was, he was a, okay, an absolutely That's... iconic goal scorer. Yeah, uh, and the captain of that team. Um, so Rangers won the Scottish Cup in 1903. Did great celebrations, really. There was 35,000 people that was at Parkhead. Um, little did they know it would be 25 years before they won it again. So if I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I, very, I, I'm, keep I'm, I, I keep hearing that number, David. It's incredible. I know, I know, it's please, uh, please uh, carry on. Uh, so what I'm going to do very quickly is I'm just going to go through season by season. Okay. What happened in the cup? I'll try and make it quick because I know because it is twenty five seasons. So it does take a lot of work. Uh, so nineteen oh four, Rangers reached the final where they played Celtic. Um, now neither of them won the league that year. Thurlanet won the league, so for both of them it was their last chance to win one of the two major trophies. Unfortunately, RC Hamilton got injured, uh, and he was ruled out of the game. It was played at Hamden. There was a crowd of sixty four thousand there, which in those days was an absolutely enormous crowd. Yeah. Um, Rangers went 2 nothing up in the first half. Uh, and then say four with them are Finlay Speedy, who we brought from Dumbarton, who went on to win the league with Newcastle. He scored both goals in the first half, went 2 0 up. By half time, it was two each. Celtic centre forward, a very famous centre forward in Celtic history called Jimmy Quinn, he scored both their goals. Uh, a pretty even second half, but unfortunately, Jimmy Quinn got his hat trick with 10 minutes to go and Celtic won 3 2. Oh. That was actually the last hat trick in the Scottish Cup final till nineteen seventy two. When I don't know if you're, you're still too young to remember that, Gordon, but Dixie Dean's a Celtic scored three 
Yes, uh, on on um, on yeah, I'd rather remember that. Unfortunately, I'm too young to remember it, but yeah. uh, if I fast forward to it 15 years, that's when I start to remember Rangers games. Yeah, I'd rather remember the only hat trick I've ever seen in a Scottish Cup final was, was uh, Gordon Jury against Hearts in 1996. Brian Lauder run right. So, anyway, Celtic, Celtic beat us 3 2 after us being 2 0 up. And one of the other things that makes that game famous, almost in Scottish football history, is it was the first time ever in the lead-up to the game that the press described the two teams as the old firm. That was the first time that expression was ever used. What Do you, do you know what caused <coughs> that then? What, 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 uh, what Rangers and Celtic that? were seen as, were seen as uh, basically partners. <laughs> were seen as a sort of money-making enterprise. They played a lot. They played Glasgow League games and Intercity League games, Glasgow Cup ties, Charity Cup ties. They, they seemed to play each other an awful lot. And it was seen as a bit of a money-making exercise between the two of them. Okay. Uh, they played a lot of benefit matches for players against each other because they attracted good crowds. Oh, okay. And they were they were basically seen as um, maximising the the rivalry for financial benefit. So um, that was nineteen oh four. Nineteen oh five, we reached the final again. Um, we actually beat Celtic in the semi-final this time um, in a quite infamous game at Parkhead. They didn't play semi-finals at neutral grounds then. You used to just play whoever came out of the heart first. All right. Um, they played Celtic at Parkhead. Um, they went 2 nothing up. And um, Celtic had a player sent up. In fact, it was Jimmy Quinn, the guy that scored the hat trick the year before. He gets sent off, allegedly for kicking the referee. Um, Celtic fans invaded the pitch, attacked the referee. Everybody had to go off quick. The match was abandoned. Uh, and Celtic ended up conceding the tie. Uh, basically on the grounds that their supporters had tried to get the game abandoned to get it replayed. So um, that's how we got to the final that year. Uh, sadly, when we got to the final, we played third Lanark uh, and we drew the first game. Um, to give you an idea of the, of the the attraction of Rangers and Celtic, Rangers and Celtic attracted 64,000 to the final the year before. Third Lanark and Rangers had a crowd of 30,000. Which shows you the bit of the, how these those two teams are starting to really dominate uh, the, the attendances in, in Scottish football. So um, they drew the first game. RC Hamilton missed the replay again through injury, um, and Rangers played really badly. Uh, his replacement at centre forward was somebody with a very famous name, R.S. McCall, mm. who's the name um, who ended up in high street shops all over the country. Um, anyway, Rangers lost. 3-1. They were 3-0 down. They scored a late consolation goal, but they were never in the game. And it was as poor a final performance as, as they had done for many a, many a time. That's 1905. Things went, we're now going from bad to worse for Rangers, actually. Um, selling a lot of players after the disaster, and then a lot of the really great players of the their dominant period were, were starting to age and starting to leave the club. And those that were replacing them weren't to the same standard. And we were starting to struggle a bit. Um, in 1906, the next one I want to talk about reflected that a little bit. Um, we only finished fourth in the league. And we got to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals where we played a team that doesn't even exist anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. Port Glasgow Athletic. Oh, really? Anybody listening from Port Glasgow, there was a Port Glasgow Athletic in the top division at that time. Uh, we drew them away from home in the quarterfinals. Um, it was seen as a pretty easy game. 
Newport Glasgow were third bottom of the league at the time. Rangers had absolutely gubbed them twice in the league already. The team was at full strength, nobody was out injured, and we could beat one nothing. Um, no way. And that that kind of summed up quite a lot of what I'm going to talk about during this. There's, there's quite a number of short results scattered through this 25 year period. <clears throat> Bob in my throat. Um, that takes us to 1907. Um, and by this time, Celtic were dominating Scottish football. Celtic won the title that year for the third straight year. Rangers were down in third. We played them in the quarterfinal at Ibrooks. A crowd of 60,000 there, and they beat us easily. We were two down at half time. We lost 3 0, and apparently it could have been worse. We basically were going through a really bad time at that point in time. <coughs> oh, Gordon, my, my voice is struggling. Excuse me, wait a minute. It's okay, take your time. It's, uh, this, is, this is what happens when you talk about getting de- getting beat by Celtic. It does it leaves it leaves a it does leave a sour, a sour I'm, taste. I'm just going to I'm just going to wait for a minute, take a drink. I'll be back in thirty seconds. Okay, take your time. So yeah, obviously, obviously we are we're here with David Hare. We'll be back back in a wee second, and we are just discussing uh, today the twenty five year wait for uh, when the Scottish Cup, the famous twenty five year. Sorry about that. That's Sorry okay. That. Hopefully, That's that okay. sip of water's done me good. Hopefully, hopefully we haven't lost to. Hopefully, we haven't been outplayed <laughs> by Celtic in more semi-finals. <laughs> well, I hate years. telling you this, but the next year, nineteen oh eight, Celtic won the league again. It was four in a row, and we played them again at Ibrox this time in the second round, and they beat us two one. And um, both goals were actually scored by an ex-Rangers player, which made it even worse. A chap by the name of Willie Kivlikin, who I'm sure nobody's heard of, but um, he was a he was a Catholic player that played for Rangers. He then he scored the winning goal for Rangers in a New Year game against Celtic, and then the next year he he left Rangers and went directly to Celtic, and he scored both yeah. the goals that day. Um, he actually became a, a doctor, and he served in the army during World War One in the front line. Um, he was a, he was quite heavily decorated for his for what he did for the for the army during during the war. And after the war, he became Celtic's club doctor. Um, right. And he was at, he was actually the, the doctor that ran onto the pitch to tend to the goalkeeper John Thompson when he died in the accidental clash with Sam English in 1931. So he, he had all this these connections between Rangers and Celtic. Um, and coincidentally, the Rangers goal that day was also scored by a Catholic, a chap by the name of Archie Kyle, who played for us at the time. He was a Glaswegian. Uh, he's actually famous as well because he was he's the grandfather of the rock star Frankie Miller. I don't know really? if you've heard of Frankie Miller, but his, he's uh, a... The name, I'll be honest, the name, <coughs> I, I know the name, but in my brain, yeah. I can't place it. What, just Caledonia, like... you know the song Caledonia, no? Yes. You know that. Oh yes, yes, of course, yes. Sorry, I, I was just there. I was. He's a well-known Celtic fan. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just playing devil's advocate there for the listeners that aren't sure of who, who he was there. See, his his granddad played, played for Rangers, even though he was a Catholic. The, another thing about that that game was there was only twenty three thousand at it, which was less than half who'd been there the season before. Because Rangers were going through troubled times, and they tried to double the admission price for the game, and there was a boycott. Really. Yep, so that takes us to 1909. 1909 is a famous year in, in the Scottish Cup. Rangers played 
got to the final where they played Celtic again. And that was the year that we drew one each, then we drew two each. The crowd expected extra time. They didn't get it and they had a riot. I've talked about it, I think, already in, yes. in, in one of the previous podcasts. That was the one that the old Rangers goalkeeper, Harry Rennie, made a terrible mistake in the first game, which led to the replay. And then in the second game, uh, when it finished one each, when, this, when the team started leaving the pitch, <laughs> the, the fans weren't for having it. They, they thought they were getting ripped off, not getting extra time. And they, there was some serious writing. The, the Rangers and Celtic both withdrew for the competition. The cup got withheld. And it was that was the year, if you look at the Scottish Cup history, it's in 1909, asterisk, cup withheld. That's, that's why there was a riot. Fascinating. Yep, so that took us to 1910. <clears throat> 1910, Celtic won their sixth league title in a row. I hate saying things like that, actually. That'll make me cough again if I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah be very careful. <laughs> yeah, um, so again, the Scot- Scottish Cup was, was all they had. Rangers had to win one of, the, one of the two big trophies, the two major trophies. In the second round, they drew Clyde at Shawfield. 35,000 people crammed into Shawfield. For them, the old enough to remember Shawfield, you think, God, every 35,000 get in it. Um, Rangers lost 2 nothing. Both goals were scored by an ex-Rangers player called Jackie Chalmers, who Rangers uh, basically got rid of because they thought he wasn't good enough. Uh, he wanted to play for Arsenal. And probably the most, probably the, but the most, the biggest connection in that Clyde team was they had recently been taken on, had been taking a new trainer on, somebody to, to to train their first team, it was a chap by the name of Bill Struth. So that was Bill Struth getting one over on Rangers in 1910. Unbelievable. Uh, that takes you to 1911. <clears throat> Rangers actually finally won the league back in 1911. They won their first league title for nine years. Thank God, says everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a a team that actually they won the next two league titles as well. Rangers won three in a row. Um, but in the Scottish Cup, um, when we were sitting, we were sitting riding high in the league at the time. We drew Dundee at Dens Park in the quarterfinals. Dundee finished, I think, fifth, I think sixth that season, but surprised Rangers by beating us two-one. And one of the goals Dundee scored that day, believe it or not, was scored by R.C. Hamilton, the famous Rangers centre forward of years before that. He was a yes. veteran by that time. He was certainly a veteran by that time, but he still knew where the goal was. Uh, and in fact, his form was so good at Dundee that season, he got a recall into the Scotland team. Um, so that was us out again, 1911. 1912, <clears throat> this now takes us to, it's almost a decade since we won the Scottish Cup by this time. And we again get knocked out by Clyde, again at Shawfield. Again, Bill Struth was still the trainer and Clyde won 3-1 in front of an absolutely unbelievable crowd of 52,000. Um, Bill it's Struth hard. was... It, it, see when you see, when you, sorry, <clears throat> David, see when you're saying all these yeah. old clubs, like you always you mentioned Club Lanark, you obviously, obviously mentioned Port Glasgow and now Clyde and Rangers and a 54,000 crowd or whatever. It's, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, honestly, I genuinely find it so interesting to, to hear all this stuff because uh, you wouldn't obviously you know that Again, as I said at the start, we were used to this kind of like modern day bias. But anyway, it's fascinating. Please continue. Yeah, no problem. Um, Clyde actually reached the final again that year. They reached the final the first time they beat us as well. But they lost, and they also lost in this final as well. Um, 
last thing it's mentioned in that game, played, played with beat Rangers 3 1. The, the Rangers goal that day was scored by a, a chap by the name of Joe Hendry, a defender who they got from Morton. He's got a bit of a claim to fame in football. He invented the match commentaries for blind supporters. You know, you, you get the blind parties coming to football games and some yeah. people stand with them and commentate in the games. Joe Hendry was the man that, that came up with that idea and he started it at Capolo in the, in the 1920s. So that takes you to 1913. <clears throat> By this time, the Rangers supporters were desperate to see the Scottish Cup in the, arriving. The Rangers won their third successive league title that year. This time in the third round, they got what looked like a reasonable home draw to Falkirk. Um, Rangers had beaten them in, uh, in the league already. Fancied their chances to go through. Performed really badly. Lost 3-1 at home in front of almost 50,000 people. Um, the goal was actually scored by our reserve centre forward who was playing that day, a chap by the name of Bobby Parker, who became a war hero as well, actually. Uh, yeah. he, left to, he left to go to Everton. Um, he became Everton's top goal scorer. And they won the league championship, the last league championship in England before the First World War, before the football, football got put in hold. He was the top scorer that year. He then enlisted and he took a bullet in the back, um, which they didn't cripple him because he, he was able to recover enough to play football again after the war, but uh, he was never the same player. And he so ended he up... Shot, sorry, so he just got, he got shot for a <clears> one <throat> and then managed to you know get through it to at least on the park again. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, he, he, he came back, but he was never the same player. If you look at his, if you look at his, his record before the war and after the war, it was it was night and day. Uh, he was always yeah. never the same player. In fact, uh, Everton pen- he gave him a pension for the rest of his life uh, as a as a thanks for his service during the during the conflict. Well, that's a very good gesture, Everton. To be fair. <clears throat> um, so that takes you to nineteen fourteen, which was the last Scottish Cup before World War One. Whose turn was it to knock Rangers out that year? It was Hibs at Easter Road. Um, Rangers finished second in the league that year. Celtic won the league back from us. Hibs actually finished 13th. Hibs lost 20 league games that season and Rangers had absolutely destroyed them in the league meeting earlier in the year. Nobody expected Rangers to go there and lose, but they lost 2-1. Hibs actually reached the final, but they, they lost to Celtic in the final. So there you go, a tale of misery up until World War One. Um, the Scottish Cup then get put on hold, which is a kind of strange decision, really, when you, when you look back, because the league didn't get put on hold. Yeah, but of course. The, yeah. But the Scottish Cup get put on hold during, the, during <clears throat> World War One. So 1915, 16, 17, 18, 19, there's no Scottish Cup. Um, 1919, there was a victory cup um, to celebrate the end of World War One, and <laughs> we managed to get knocked out of that as well. Um, St Myrne won that, believe it or not. So that takes us into season 1919-20. Well, it was actually 1920, second half of the season when the Scottish Cups got played. So 1920. Um, this was the last season of William Wilton's management before his tragic death at the end of that season. Um, and Rangers were the best team in the country again by this time. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they... They and Celtic were miles in front in the league. The two of them were quite significantly better than anyone else in the country. Um, and the league was up to 42 matches at that point. And Rangers won the league anyway. And they only lost twice in 42 games. In the quarter-final, they played Celtic at Ibrox. When uh, the Ibrox, at the time, record attendance, it created, uh, it was given out as 85,000, although 
it was probably more than that because there was a lot of folk over the turnstiles and things like that. So uh, there was some some people at the time thought it might have been close to 100,000 in Ibrox that day. So the Rangers beat them 1-0, a, a famous old Rangers captain, a future captain called Tommy Muirhead. It's great. the only goal. But then we beat Celtic in the quarterfinals, looked good for the cup. We drew Albion Rovers in the semi-final, who were bottom of the league. Took us to Trude, they drew with us twice and then beat us 2 nothing in the second replay. Um, I think that's incredible. It's, it's hard to believe. Apparently it was played in a, played in a gale. Um, Rovers uh, had the wind in the first half, scored twice and then just defended for their life in the second half. Um, and the great Jimmy Gordon even managed to miss a penalty. So it was, it was just a disaster of a day. So that, that was the end of the William Wilton years. The next year, 1921, the first year under Bill Struth. Yeah. Um, so we won the league in Bill Struth's first season, even more impressively than the season before. In the 42 games this time, we only lost once. Um, and anyway, we got to the Scottish Cup final. It looked as if uh, it was finally going to be our year. The Scottish Cup final, our opponents were Patrick Thistle, um, who were massive underdogs. They had finished 30 points behind Rangers. And don't forget, you only get two points for a win back then. Nobody yeah, gave Thistle a chance. Uh, it was played during a minor strike and also uh, there was a protest about admission prices to get, which get put up quite significantly and less than 30,000 people turned up for the final um, anyway the long and the short of it was Partick Thistle beat us one nothing, and the goal was scored while our star halfback Jimmy Bowie was off the pitch replacing a torn jersey <laughs> he went off the pitch to, we went down to 10 men very briefly and Thistle broke up the part and scored lost one nil. Um, the next season 1922 Bill the second season Celtic actually won the league that year by one point oh, too many Rangers too many draws that year um, the Rangers were still huge favourites to win the cup they got to the final again where they played Morton now like Partick Thistle the year before Morton had never won the cup uh, Rangers were massive odds on favourites um we're all over them for 20 minutes. The Rangers goalkeeper, Wally Robb, handled outside his area. Morton got a free kick. And a chap by the name of Jimmy Gourley of Morton, ex-Everton player, curled it right in the top corner, uh, which was quite unusual back in these days. People these free, free yeah. kicks like that. 1-0 uh, to them. Rangers then lost their forward, Andy Cunningham, who broke his jaw after half an hour. He had to get taken off. and had to play the rest of the game with 10 men. One-way traffic for the entire game, but somehow they didn't score. Morton won one nothing. Um, that, those wow. those two finals were just in successive years. Nobody could believe. I mean, Partick Thistle and Morton—they're still the only times those two teams have won the have won the Scottish Cup. So that takes us to nineteen twenty-three. Um, but this time, all the talk of every year now when Rangers were playing the Scottish Cup was: there's a hoodoo. There's a hoodoo at Ibrox. There's a hoodoo. There's a jinx. Rangers just aren't, aren't meant to win the Scottish Cup. Yeah. And, they kind of proved, and they kind of proved it right in 1923. They won the league title back. In the second round of the Cup, they, they got drawn at Air United, which looked a pretty straightforward match. Um, Rangers were in, a, were in a pretty good run of form at the time. They'd only lost once in 25 games. They went to Air and they lost 2-0. Um, and that's that even strengthened this hoodoo talk. Um, yeah, I can imagine. 1924. Rangers, again, quite easily retained the title. They were 
by far the best team in the country. They drew Hibs in the third round. Um, they'd beaten Hibs home and away in the league. They played them at Ibrox in the Cup, 53,000 people there. Uh, they were one up at half time. Davy Meikle John, the great Davy Meikle John, scored a goal. And then Rangers made what was known at the time as two uncharacteristic defensive errors, which, did, which presented Hibs with, with two goals in the second half. And they lost 2 1. And believe it or not, the next time Rangers played Hibs at Ibrox a few weeks later, um, Rangers won the league that day. They won easily and clinched the title. So it's, it's almost as if there was a Rangers in the Cup and there was a Rangers in the league. It certainly sounds like it. And it was probably most demonstrated the next year in 1925. Um, Rangers won the league for the third year in a row, quite comfortably, where they drew Celtic in the semi-final. Um, now, earlier that season, Rangers played Celtic in the Glasgow Cup final at Hamden and beat them 4-1. Yeah. And Rangers captain at the time, Tommy Cairns, um, actually told the team to ease off in the last 20 minutes because they, they had a big game at the weekend. <laughs> Can't imagine just against Celtic, but, but they did. Yeah. They then played them at New Year and beat them 4-1 again. So they were they were seen as virtual certainties to beat Celtic in the in the semi-final of the cup. Final score that night, Rangers nil, Celtic five. Oh no. Um, move on, move on. I know, I know. A hundred and two thousand people there. Two thirds of them in complete misery, I would imagine. We won't talk too much about that. We'll straight go on to nineteen twenty six. 1926, yes, was, 1926 was the weirdest season under Bill Struth that Rangers had. Um, they finished um, the worst ever league position. They finished sixth in the league, um, which is the worst ever top flight finish ever. They were decimated by injuries that season. Um, they, they, but they still got to the Scottish Cup semi-final where they played St Mirren. Now St Mirren finished above Rangers in the league that year. So it was regarded as a pretty 50-50 game. Um, again, Rangers were still were without quite a few players, although the, they still had the likes of Sandy Archibald playing, David Meikle John playing. But St Mirren beat them 1-0. Um, St Mirren actually then beat Celtic in the final and won the cup for the first time. Nice. This is at 23 years now. So the 24th <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we are. 24th year of misery. Ball and a replay at Ibrox in front of 80,000 people. Wow. Uh, beat us 1-0. Um, Rangers were lucky to get a replay actually they got a last minute penalty at, at Falkirk on the Saturday um, but they lost, they lost one now at Ibrox in a game that went to extra time Rangers had to play with 10 men for a, an awful lot of the game uh, their fullback Billy McCandless pulled a muscle and they just couldn't hold out and lost one now. that takes us to 1928 which is what I've been waiting to get to <laughs> the 25th we're all, we're year there. well there <laughs> uh, Rangers were well, top of the league um, got to the cup final where they played Celtic. Uh, our record attendance for a Scottish football match that day, there was 118,000 inside Hamden and it was estimated there was 10,000 people walked out. Um, there was a bit of a strong wind that day. Celtic had the win in the first half and they, uh, they dominated the game. Um, and go- Rangers goalkeeper Tom Hamilton had an inspired first half. Uh, making, making some excellent saves, especially there's one kind of famous one from a guy called Paddy Connolly. Yeah. But Rangers had the win in the second half and they took full advantage of it. They put the pressure on Celtic defence, centre forward Jimmy Fleming, put in a shot uh, in the 55th minute, 55 is a number, and uh, 
It beat John Thompson in goal and a defender called Roy McStay. I think it's a relative of the McStays that played that we know about. He he handled the ball on the line to keep it out. Davy Meikle John scored the penalty. And Rangers didn't look back after that. Um Bob McPhail scored a second. Sandy Archibald then scored two goals, both from 20 yards. Rangers absolutely roared to a 4 nothing victory. The jinx was over. Davy Meikle John lifted the cup. Nice. I think the, the, the party lasted all night, I would imagine. One yeah. very quick thing to mention. Of course, yeah. Because we're probably running out of time. Most oh, people think that. most people think Davy Meiklejohn was the club captain at that time. Davy Meiklejohn didn't become the club captain until 1930. Tommy Muirhead was the Rangers captain then, but he missed the game through injury, and that's why Meiklejohn took the penalty if he'd been given the captaincy for the day. Um, it was pro- probably Tommy Muirhead would have taken that penalty if he'd been captain. Okay. So that's the jinx, and the, 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 I suppose the. The, the the end of this story is that um, Rangers then beat Kilmarnock 5-1 the ball on Saturday Ibox to win the league. And that was the first time ever, after all those years, that Rangers had ever won the league and cup double. They had actually never done it up until that point in their history. And that, Gordon and ladies and gentlemen, was the story, <laughs> the sad story, and then the eventually delightful story of the Scottish Cup jinx. It seems it seems incredible to look back. As I just said to recap, like you know, all those names, you know, the, the teams, etc., uh, all the teams, all the crowds as well. So absolutely fascinating, David. Uh, once again, on behalf of Gels TV, uh, thank you very much. You've been listening to uh, Gordon Bond and David Held in conversation regarding uh, famous moments and or maybe infamous moments in your history. Yeah, that was more infamous, yeah. Yeah, once again, David, thanks very much. And we will uh, reconvene for this episode soon. Thanks a lot. Good night, everyone. No problem. Okay, bye for now.